Hello and welcome to a special episode of Sif Pop Writer's Room. I'm your host Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And I brought along Sif Pop Writer Jake with me. Hello. Jake and I saw this movie together last night um, because it finally opened up near us. And uh, um, with all of the raving that I got, um, I really just thought this this has to be something that I see. And uh, I think all the raving said, we go see this uh, in a theater. So, uh, so Jake, I got one question for you. Um, well, kind of two questions, but uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes for the critics' side, a 9.0 out of 10 for IMDb, a 93% Google review, and a 4.6 on Letterboxd. Is it really that good? Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> you know. Like, well... <laughs> It's it's one of those things where like it's one you're gonna wanna rewatch multiple times to really pick up on everything. But like right now, it feels weird, but I'm on the average end. On the lower end, we talked a little bit about this last night, but like it feels weird because I'm probably at a nine right now. So just as you list list all the ratings and all that stuff off, like the IMDb and letterbox. I'm like right there <laughs> with it. So yes. So, so on the like it, love it, hate it, it's like, I think it's just those K scale. Where, where are you landing? I love this movie. Yeah. It, me too, man. Yeah. Uh, to me, undoubtedly, yes, this movie is worth all the praise. Um, yeah. By the way, highest rated review movie on letterbox right now. That's insane. Uh, Yes, this movie is that good. I adore this movie. Um, so high side of love this movie. Um, uh, I love everything about this movie. Um, and uh, I'm certainly not alone. It's it's fun watching everybody that has reviewed this on Letterboxd that I follow. Um, there's probably like 20 people that have seen this. Um, and there are only two that are less than a full five stars. And they're both four and a half stars. And I'm one of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. can't, hey, I, I get the pitchforks this week instead of you. So, <laughs> so, Good. Be a nice Time for a change, change of pace. pace. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, so before we'll, we'll keep this spoiler free for a minute. Why we, why we love this movie. Um, and then we can dive into um, what's so great about it later. But um, I, I think just vague general statements, um, tweet length description why why you love this movie uh, before we get into spoilers. Yeah, um, I was actually surprised by how funny this movie was. Like I'd seen the trailer um, and knew it was going to be insane, but the comedy really, really stood out for me. There's some the action set pieces. I mean, you've got Michelle Yeoh, so. <laughs> Uh, but the action set pieces are fantastic. And the performances, I think specifically um, within the like the family dynamic that we have here, um, everybody is great. Everybody is fantastic in that little uh, family unit. Uh, the family parts were, which is most of it, were my favorite part of the movie. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I did not think that this movie was going to be as funny as it would be. Um, I, I did not see a trailer for it. Um, the only time that it came across was, um, a trailer for the, um, uh, in front of X, cause that's also an A24 film, but that was the one trailer that like, I, I had gone to the bathroom, um, so I didn't have to go during X and, uh, um, I had, I had, um, uh, either left during this trailer or had come back like most of the way through it. So, um, and I was scrolling Twitter, not, not paying attention. So, um, so I had literally no idea what to expect. Um, because I think the only small fragment that I can remember from a trailer was, Oh, okay. New Kung Fu movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it is that, but it's so much more than that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, I think this movie just, I mean, you were sitting next to me. I was dying laughing in the theater and, we had a pretty full theater, and I was like the only one making audible noises. But like, I wasn't gonna apologize for it at all because like, no, it was hilarious. Like, and I was, I was really hoping that like after about ten minutes of me laughing, that the rest of the theater would be like, "Oh, it's okay to laugh." But they didn't. 
And so I'm just cackling throughout this whole movie and like trying to subdue it, kind of. No. Um, like I'm not trying to be uproarious or anything, but if if the theater would have been full, it would have been it would have been like that. Yeah. No, the comedy um, is really great, and like there's it's almost the the movie I keep coming back to. It's almost maybe not quite the volume, but it's got a Lego movie feel to it where there's like so many jokes coming at you mm. so quickly. And a lot of them are like under the surface. We'll get to some of our favorites and spoilers, but like there's, there's some really subtle blinker blinker. You miss it type jokes here um, that I, I really, really appreciate for sure. Yeah, and it's it's also one of those things that I think, like, it's sure there are some just lines that are funny, but it's more so the situations that you find yourself in. I mean, mm-hmm. and the probably one of the one of the other things I really like about this movie is just its originality. Um, it's really hard to compare this movie to any other film. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the closest is The Matrix, and even that is like a, a stretch um, right. because we talked about this movie being so funny, um, and also like it's it's just. Yeah, it's it's yeah. The 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 letterbox people are getting their jokes off, saying you know, good luck, is... Doctor Strange. So right. um, that's the other one I've seen. And yes, there's a conceit there that makes for an obvious comparison. But right. still, that that's not nothing. Well, and I've also saw there. and agree with that. This is the fourth Matrix movie that we deserved, but. Um, <laughs> but, but part of the reason why I really liked, um, uh, like this, this movie was so wholly original, but it, it, it's moments are kind of like, uh, they're funny. Like when, when Keanu is training for the matrix and then they upload Kung Fu to him and he's like, I know Kung Fu. And like, that's a funny moment. Like it's, it's yeah. that kind of humor throughout this movie, uh, yeah. except like on a much bigger scale. And, you know, um, it's like, there's lots of things where, um, Let's just say there's fight scenes that have interesting objects put into them. Um, yes, on occasions. Yeah, yeah. Because um, there's one we talked about, and then there's another one with her daughter. Yeah, um, there's there's quite a few of them that are yeah. just interesting, and there's there's a scene like the. I, I'm not gonna, well, I want to get I want to get away to all get get to all the humor um yeah. like specifically in the spoilers but it's it's a very funny movie but but what it, it it's not just a funny movie because it also has significant emotional depth and I don't know that I've seen a film balance it this well before I mean it it airs on the side of of humor more mm-hmm. than it does the emotional depth but it's kind of like um, it, it kind of gets you there for a little bit, and it, it kind of abandons most of the humor for the for the like last twenty thirty minutes of the movie, and just kind of goes for a straight like. Now that we've had this silly, goofy, ridiculous setup with just insanity, now let's try to reel it in um, with, well, with and- the ground a little bit in reality, but still throw touches of moments that will make you laugh, but also just there's a there's a scene with rocks that is yes. hilarious, and then it means something later. And it's like, why am I, why am I almost crying at the rock scene? Like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Well, and that was, that was one of the things um, that sort of, as I've been thinking about it more, one of the things that sort of stands out in this movie, as you think about it more and you just forget because everything comes a mile a minute once you're really in it. But uh, the setup, to this movie is perfect. Like you get everything in this movie. You get the family. You get the family dynamic. Um, you connect to the characters and get a sense of what they're going through at this moment. You get the humor and the connection that these characters have and their repartee and all that. Um, so you get the setup like I said, to the humor, but you also get the base. So at the end, when it switches from the crazy and the emotional and, you know, this all that sort of stuff, the emotional stuff can hit because they've set it up in the first 20, 30 minutes. Uh, right. It worked that well. 
Yeah, and the last thing I want to highlight pre-spoilers for me is just the performances are all across the board, really great. The two that I loved the most um, would be uh, Ki-Hu Kwan, um, mostly known as Data from the Goonies or Short Round from um, uh, Temple of Doom. Um, he was, to me, the the standout, the person I loved seeing the most. And Jamie Lee Curtis um, had a really, really interesting role um, uh, that I... Yeah, adored. Um, but that's not to say, like, Michelle Yeoh is fantastic. Um, uh, James Hong was great. Stephanie Sue was great. Um, literally everybody that was in this movie was was great. I mean, even Jetty Slate, for what little bit she yeah. has in here, was was great. But the two that really, like, I loved the most was um, was was Waymond. And uh, it's credited as Waymond. In, not not Raymond, but Waymond in Letterboxd. I love that. I know. It's fantastic. Uh, um, and and the Jamie Lee Curtis playing Deidre. They, they, they were the two ones that I was like, please give me more of these. So Yeah. Uh, we'll have an interesting conversation once we get into spoilers because Jamie Lee Curtis is fantastic Mm -hmm. but I think there are maybe a couple of the moments that don't quite work as well for me as the rest of the movies I think are her parts a couple times Um, but yeah I agree Um, Wayman's a standout um Michelle Yeoh's fantastic, and um, I also think, um, oh, I should have looked this up. I'm just going to say the daughter Joy, because um, I don't want to butcher the last name, because I'm sure. not quite sure how to pronounce it, um, was a, a standout for me as well, uh, particularly as this movie uh, is allowed to spread its wings a little bit more, and she's given some more to do. Um, I think she really has some fun with it, and it's fantastic. And the other, only other thing uh, I'd want to say just generally um, about this movie, uh, before we get into spoilers, is just go back to the comedy a little bit. Um, it's very absurdist type humor, but it really works, and I really admire the um, just going the commitment to going back to the joke over yes. and over and over yes. again. That's a repeated theme throughout, and it works some. Doesn't quite work as well for others, for me, but by the whole, I just admire it. They just keep going back to it, and it just keeps getting funnier. Yeah, it's it's it, there's moments where you look and you and you think of like um like I like that that we're kind of done with a certain part of the movie, and then it comes back later, and you're just like, I love that it's coming back. Like, you know, I I would be fine if it's not there, but I'm so happy it is there. And yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. Um. Yeah, and, and, and I, we'd be remiss to... Quite, yeah, I'm not quite sure. Keep that one bookmarked. Okay. I'm going to need a refresher just so I make sure we're on the same page on that particular reference. Sure. Um, and we, we But we have... Um, the, the only other thing is we'd be remiss not to say... Uh, not to not to praise the action in this movie. It's <laughs> all shot incredibly well. Um, and uh, it, just and uh, creative, just... creative choreography, <laughs> um, really original, really unique, and just adored every decision they made. <laughs> in yeah, movie. well, and it's not just the action. I think just technically, it's shot spectacularly. Um, I was curious what the budget was for this movie, so I looked it up. It's got it listed at only a 25 mil. I That's say insane. Only, only a $25 million budget. So I think just on a whole, what they're able to do um, on a technical level in this movie is just utterly spectacular. It's, you know, especially with what they're trying to handle as far as uh, their plot goes, I think they handle it really, really smartly uh, yeah. with the budget they had. Yeah, I agree. Well, um, let's let's just stop there and say we've already praised this movie enough. Please go see this uh, as soon as you can. I definitely would recommend a theater experience. Um, uh, go see it as soon as you possibly can and don't, don't look up anything more about this movie. 
But I want to get diving into all the specifics um, that we adored about this movie. So here's your official spoiler warning. Please, um, please go see the movie before you listen to this. Uh, um, because it w- you will have a better time um, just going to see the movie. Especially with... I feel like we've done a good job at just saying pretty vague things. Like we haven't gotten into specifics. So somebody could still not really know what this movie is about. And like, that's good. You should go into the movie with nothing. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's that. Um, where, where do you want to start, Jake? Uh, this is our official spoiler section. Where do you want to start? Uh, just before we lose the thread, uh, the callback you yeah. were referencing. Cause there's a lot of, like, that's the thing about this movie. Like we talked about this before we got, there's so much happening, so many little moments and little things. It's so hard to remember Everything that happens on a first watch, that's why it's going to be spectacular, like I said, to watch it multiple times and just pick up on more. But specifically, what you were trying to reference at the end of the spoilers. Let's watch there, just because I don't want to lose that. Thread. Yeah, um, so what I was referring to was, um, we we get these moments where Michelle Yeoh's character, um, uh, Evelyn, um, Evelyn has um, tracked down a, a different version of herself in the multiverse and has allowed that person to possess her body, or however it works. Um, like I, I, that's kind of the way I got it was you gain the skill sets of your other person, but you're still you in your consciousness. But your yeah. other person, at least, is aware of what's going on. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's not just different people. Um, there's personality. There's consistent personality, but um, but Evelyn um just gets different people to come and fight and uh and you would think that they would just use it as a quick gag i'm thinking specifically of the one where they have hot dogs as fingers and it's a really weird chaotic scene and i just was could was giggling um in my recliner seat just the whole time um that that first sequence happened but then like it comes back and it becomes yeah. useful, and and it's it doesn't just become useful, but it's it's every couple of scenes you get flashbacks to the other universes that she visits. But I'm specifically thinking of the hot dog one because just it's one of those that that's a perfect kind of scene that you only have once, and she's just like, we're in this world where I have hot dogs or fingers. That's really weird. Let's just you know make that joke and run away. Mm-hmm. But but it comes back and winds up being really important to the plot the way they set it up later on yeah the the emotional sort of aspect that was one where um, well I'm, a, I'm also thinking about there's there's a moment where she has her arms pinned and in the world where they have hot dogs as fingers um they're yeah. like they're, they have to get really good with their feet so they're like playing piano with the feet yes yeah so yep, so yep. she summons the hot dog finger person and yeah. you know, kick, kicks every it just goes on a kicking so it's like yeah. I would have never thought to do that. And this is why I don't make movies, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, like, even on a less, um, like, there's a more direct corollary when they do it for the first time. But even the first time, she's not just calling on martial arts lady for her fighting skill. Right. I think was used really, really well. Well, I guess even before that, she uses the finger for her lung capacity to get her in the safe. Um, That's great. But like the one I was thinking of specifically is like utilizing the sign twirler. Yeah. For the shield. Commandeer the riot shield and just use the, use those moves that we've already seen to just destroy people. That might've been my favorite action sequence of the movie. Um, Cause that was so creative. So good. Um, I love how they intercut it with her using the shield and the sign twirler to show that they're, they're doing the same moves. Um, but, but it's, uh, but yeah, in, in very different contexts. Um, yeah. That, that might've been my favorite scene in the movie. Uh, my, at least action scene. Um, especially in terms of quality, it's, it's probably the best shot scene, but, um, I guess, I guess some other fight sequences we could talk about. The first big one is, um, is, is Wayman, Wayman fights with a fanny pack and takes out like three or four guards. That might be my favorite just because like it's an introduction to how crazy it's going to get. And like, just like, cause, um. Once we get to the other 
seems everybody else has sort of taken over their, you know, multiverse bodies that they need to be good at fighting and stuff like that and doing all that. But in this first scene, like, we get the, like, total WTF reactions of everyone. Because we haven't been fully introduced to the And fact it's that probably been, like, 25 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Like, it's been a while. Yeah, but we don't, like, nobody else has, like, gotten into the other multiverse personalities yet. So they're looking at this guy, going, what is happening? And it's, it's still got that creative use of just everyday items, which all of these fright have, which is great. I love the environmental use in fight scenes like just yeah. to, like oh that wasn't enough let me grab these pebbles from this fish tank and you're totally done for right uh, well and the thing i'm thinking of with that scene specifically is like it, it just when you start to get comfortable with it 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 reminds you that he's fighting with a fanny pack like just as soon as you as you get comfortable with like what's going on um, and and you still have a smile on your face because it's choreographed really really well. It does like a slow mo shot of like Wayman getting the fantasy the fan the fanny pack um, like you know ready to be to fight again. And there's a close up on the fanny pack, and it's got like some pink plushy figure like dangling off of it. Um, and so like just just when you start to get comfortable with like all right, he's fighting with the fanny pack now. It reminds you like. No, he's fighting with a fanny pack, and then you just giggle all over again. Um, yeah, the, it, it's it's just genius. <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, because um, like, because it's got you know it had for two seconds what I thought was gonna be my favorite joke of the the movie, and now I can't remember. And like ten minutes later, I couldn't remember the guard's name. Because he's like, you know, we'll just say Carl. I know it's a C name. We'll say, you know, one of the guys is like, oh, Carl. And then he realizes he's next. And he's like, ah, oh, F. And I'm like, that's going to be my favorite joke of the movie. And then five minutes later, I can't remember what the guard's name is. Because they fired. It looks like probably, I think, confetti. Uh, but like 10 minutes later, it's a new joke, and it's a new thing, and it's just a mile a minute, and I love it. Well, like, and it just goes to show that, like, it's a, it's such a small moment, but simply that 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 moment what got the most laughs out of the theater. Um, the whole theater kind of kind of let out a a, a good chuckle when um, the moment the moment is just that he's he's sitting there and he doesn't say this, but essentially he just goes frick, and that's it, and it's just this this moment that's just so, so well performed, uh, yeah. like with, with every moment that simply that line, um, was well, cause it encapsulates, the consensus funniest part of the movie. Yeah. And it can encapsulates just the absurdity. Cause you're like, yep, that'd be me. Right. I'd be that dude. Cause I'm like, right. what's happening? And then the realization, Oh, that's gonna, that's about to happen to me. And there's nothing I can do about it. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, uh, we we we're dancing around it a little bit here uh, because my favorite scene in this movie is the scene where they're fighting over a butt plug, and <laughs> yeah. and it's it's so great. This like... is this is a good example of the callback jokes that you're talking about because earlier we see these awards. It's a, it's a stamp award. Um, it's for auditor the, I, of the, it's, yeah. Auditor of the year. So and, it's meant to be a stamp, but they show it and everybody's like, Oh, 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 that doesn't look like a stamp. And then later they use it for the thing. <laughs> yeah. Because like on the surface, it's like, Oh, everybody hates the IRS. So the auditor of the year gets an award that looks like a butt plug. <laughs> Also, then, she has four of them prominently displayed on her desk. 
Yes, as you would. Uh, and then, like you say, we figure out, like, because by this time, we already know, you have to do something, um, I guess, uncomfortable to allow yourself to activate your multiverses, um, which I guess if you want to nitpick, there, at first you're, it's like a specific thing you have to do, but then it's just make yourself as uncomfortable as you want. But I don't care because it's so much fun. But like you, they're fighting and she knows this guy's losing his mojo and he needs to click back into action and they both look at the butt plug and I'll let you take it from there. No, it's just they both they both look at it and it's this great moment where you know what's coming except then you don't because all of a sudden it becomes this fight of these two people trying to get this butt plug and immediately like they recognize what's going on and one of them unbuckles his pants and starts uh, and like pulls him down a little bit because he's trying to just jump on it. Um, and and Michelle Yeoh's character is still just like yo, know, she's going for it, but she hasn't quite committed that level yet. And and they're fighting over it, and and all of a sudden they get away from it. And then in this moment of like big, intense, really amazing choreograph, choreograph, um, choreography—that's the word—and like intense swelling music. All of a sudden, the guard that you just referred to earlier leaps over an office cubicle with no pants on whatsoever and a sensor square, which is just genius. It makes it it so much funnier with the sensor square. Just leaps over the the desk and lands on the butt plug. (laughs) And and then we get a three-way fight. Or then we get these two fighting. Yeah. And then a couple minutes later, the other guy joins and he shoves something else up his butt. <laughs> so she's fine. She's fine. And, and what's really funny is you can see him like make a, make a stance and you can see the award hanging out the back. Like it's, it's, I don't, it's just funny enough. And it's, it's also not like in, in a haha middle school kind of funny. It's genuinely hilarious. Um, right. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's plot based, like they've established that. So you're like, sure. And like, and they go for it. I don't remember if this is before or after. Um, but like, they go for it again. Cause like, when we first see, um, Joy as, oh, what is it called? I oh, uh, yeah, the, um, Jobu to copy. Thank you. Um, when she first shows up, like, that's another great scene because you're like, you know, we've heard about her, like, and all these terrible things we can do and or she can do. And then she shows up and like, oh, don't make me go through you. And it's just like, just randomly turn some guy into confetti. Like, what is going on here? Yes. And, but the other thing I was going to mention is, um, like you said with the butt plug, pull out giant dildos. Yep. Is it out of place? Nope. It's perfectly <laughs> fine. Like, yep, this is the movie I'm at. This is fine. Beating someone to death with a pair of dildos fits perfectly in this universe. It does. Everything that we're talking about this movie really feels like this should be a perfect middle schoolers movie, but I think middle schoolers would like it, but for the wrong reasons. Like they would like it because of the humor, but like, I love it because the humor, but because it also does the, the, the action incredibly well. And it's carried by incredible performances. Like it's like the humor is just the cherry on top. Um, Mm. But um all right, let's uh let's let's move on to some of our other because um, I mean we've hit the the big grand fight scenes other than the very final one, which is kind of a culmination of lots of other things. Um, let's talk about some of the uh, some of our other other funny moments, and then we can get into um, uh, we can get into like uh, uh, some of the like uh, if there's anything you wanted to specifically touch on in performances or um, or just in general other things. But um, I, I think. Um... One of the other humor things that really worked for me, just because they didn't really call attention to it, like, but if it was there, you knew, and it's why it's my 
It was my letterbox review. Like, I don't even remember what the context was, but it's Wayman uh, describing maybe his daughter or her. I don't remember. But he pulls a couple of lines from that 2000 song that... This is the story of a girl. Anyway... Yes, but not those lines, a couple of right. other lines. It's like, like the second verse, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, that's fantastic. And then, like they always do, they bring it back. There's a universe <laughs> where she's sitting in a van, and that's the song that's playing on the radio. It's fantastic. I love that little joke. It's so it's good. Like, yeah. Um <sighs> That's a great little joke. Um, to me, to me, one of the scenes that had me just dying that um, that every that like I don't I don't know that the rest of the theater really responded well to was when they first introduced um, the 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 bagel, and, and she's talking. She's like, "I just put everything on a bagel." And like, yes, this is so-, just so good. But I'm but I'm also like I recently saw a TikTok. Where it's this guy who's like, um, the, the setup is this guy in a diner, and somebody is going up to him and saying like, um, "What, uh, what, um, what should we put on a bagel next?" You know, we've done poppy seed, we've done you know salt and pepper, like this, 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 and she's like, "What do we put on a bagel next?" Like everything, and it's like the point is that he's so depressed, and um, I'll, I'll share it on Twitter when I share this review, uh, <laughs> or, or I'll probably share it's just saying uh no context everything everywhere all at once spoilers but um but like that like it just elevated my experience but that but it was just such a funny joke they're like i put taxes on the bagel i put this and then it goes i put poppy seeds and salt and pepper and sesame seeds on the bagel and it's it's just like this ridiculous I, 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 I love well, I love that scene. Well, and I love it because, like you said, it's like the Dalai Lama joke. They they upgraded a Dal- the Dalai Lama bagel joke. That's what it is. It's the, you know, what kind of bagel does a Dalai Lama, does the Dalai Lama order one with everything? They took it and took it up a level. Like, that's what it is, and it's fantastic. Um, I think if we're talking about jokes, um, like, we can't go any further without talking about the basically the entire, the first 75% of Rockworld. Yes. <laughs> I, have, I have the rocks as well. Yeah, um. that's, um, like, it's so... Great, like they do so much with just text. It's and googly it's really, eyes. Well, and and it, well, the the googly eyes is is later. Um, yeah, the googly eyes aren't on it at first. But I thought the googly eyes was my favorite moment from Rock World. But <laughs> but yeah, it, this 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 big intense emotional climax just all of a sudden kind of reaches its peak, and they go to a world where they're both rocks sitting on the edge of the Grand Canyon and like having a text conversation, and it's. It's great. And there's some moments that are just really funny in that, like yeah. just based off of their dialogue and yeah, the nihilism and, and right, all that. Right. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. Cause like you're just reading it. And it's one of the ones, uh, like you said, we didn't have a ton of like laughs in our theater, but that's one just sort of as people are sort of reading along with what these rocks are saying. Every, every, they're just scattered laughing as everybody gets to the conclusion at the same time. And it's, it's, I, I don't know. Look, how they I feel it. so bad. There was a guy sitting next to you that got up and left after about 20 minutes of this movie, and yeah. he's forever my enemy. Like, <laughs> um, uh, maybe he just didn't like me and moved somewhere else. I mean, maybe like, it's possible. Yeah, I don't understand how you could start this movie and not and not finish it. I mean, he left before the fanny pack scene. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. like, he left before the movie really got going. But I, I don't know. He, he kind of showed up late and and all that. I, I, I'm wondering if he even bought a ticket or if he had just got done with another movie. And it's like I'm gonna go sit in on a little bit of this. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, since, since we're talking about this, our, some of our favorite parallel worlds. There's also one where the two of them are pinatas, um, yes. <laughs> and that's really funny. And again, has a like surprisingly emotional beat at the end. 
Um, that's one of my favorite worlds. And um, we've we've already mentioned the hot dogs' fingers, which like, man, okay. the way that they use that too, with like shoving them in each other's mouths and like condiments and yeah, that was that was one um, that worked like. 90% of the time for me. Like, I'm like, this is absurd. This is great. This is still great. This is still great. Don't know if I love this cutaway. All right. I'm back on board. Um, yeah, but that one is fantastic. Like you said, comes across on the feet. But just what they can do with the fingers and, like, the little thing or the soap opera, because we've... We see that soap opera playing, and they bring it back with the fingers, and it's so much funnier. It's so fingers. much funnier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, the only other like uh, humor moment I wanted to list it is, um, and this is also probably the best callback joke they make in the whole movie, um, but as Evelyn is trying to describe what's going on to our universes, Raymond and Joy, she describes it like Ratatouille, um, except she says Raccoon Cooey. Um, and she's trying to describe it like, like there's, there's a, there's a, there's a, another person on my head pulling, pulling my hair, like my strings. And then later there's a, there's a day where she, or there's a universe where she has, she's a hibachi chef. And then there's another person that has a raccoon doing raccoon cooey. And, and then that's a really funny through line because then like she gets the raccoon, like taken away to animal control and it's. It's it's hilarious, and then they're at the very end of the movie when when he's like, "Get get on my shoulders, we're gonna go get him." <laughs> yes, and you're right; it's funny, but like, um, and I guess we can use this as a like a transitioning point. Like, Raccoon Cooey is one of the most hilarious moments, but like when she and the chef are having that hurt to hurt. It's also somehow an emotional moment that works. It is. And that happens a lot. Like, they have you, a Even lot in the hot dog world, they have a really yeah. good moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, the Evelyn and um, yeah. uh, uh, Deidre. Yeah. But. but that's, yeah, that's an emotional moment that works. Um, I think... Uh, one we're not really having we haven't really touched on as much just because that's where sort of the martial arts comes from so they don't have a ton of the moments mm -hmm. that work but i think um the one where she's an oscar winning actress yeah she's a kung uh, fu actress yeah she does it's like their heart to heart also works mm -hmm. like they have a come to Jesus moment. They have a, they talk it out and she figures out, you know, it's a really fine, as you suspect, like every other one, like you think she's probably married to Wayman, but it's this one where she's not because they branch in a totally different direction that sort of unlocks what she has to do for the rest of this movie. And it's a really good emotional moment. Yeah, that was my that was probably my favorite like scene in the movie that's not just like in terms of like quality and what it means and all that. Probably the scene of uh of Evelyn and Waymond in the um uh in the alleyway uh after her her movie premieres. Mm -hmm. Um that was that was kind of the moment that I, um, I thought was like this is probably the best made scene and my favorite in terms of what's going on that doesn't have humor in it, because mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah, I just I really loved that scene and it was so this is the only universe that we see where well no because the singing we don't really know much about that anyway uh, Evelyn is definitely not one where we, in this one yeah it's the one where they show us. The split, and we don't get the split. That's true. In any other true. universe that we see, where like she does stay with her dad, and Wayman goes off on his own in the taxi cab. Like, the the moment uh, I didn't cry during this movie, but the moment that almost made me was um, just it's it's probably the moment that would make most people. But it's the um, it's kind of the final. The mom pulls the daughter out from, um, and then there's kind of a montage of all the different universes. Um, you know, doing 
do, doing the same thing that Evelyn is yeah, doing. Yeah, um, reconciling and stuff. Reconciling with uh, with Joy or with uh, Jobu Tukapi, um, or Jobu Tupaki. Um, but uh, but yeah, the um, the it's the, the where she like takes her out from the van and gives her a small little monologue and <laughs> uh, and and it cuts back to um to the the grandpa which we haven't mentioned at all um but gong gong and he um he's great uh and it's the moment after uh after evelyn introduces the girlfriend becky um to to grandpa and 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 so it kind of cuts in with he with he just which he, he like points out he says like girlfriend and, and she's and you can just see her face light up um <laughs> But although yeah. although it's in Chinese, so she doesn't actually hear what he says. Yeah. She's like, what did what he is, say? But but he, she uh, kind of knows, you know. Yeah, uh, James Wong is the grandpa, and he'll always be the the guy from Mulan to me. But his voice is is so recognizable; it's always just so fantastic when he shows up. But yeah, that's that's obviously the most emotional scene. Like the, uh, it's such a heartfelt conversation uh where it just like i said clicks for for evelyn and them as a, a relationship um and yep. it really works um and like i said i guess in in non-spoilers and it works because like they've been through all the crazy stuff that's been happening they have had these moments like where we we see the familial dynamic uh, where we see the emotions from both of them and we need that for it to work and it works and it works really really well yeah um the other thing about this movie is just it has a lot of messages that i um I really appreciated um and mm. it, it's it's in the, a lot of these emotional moments that they come but like this this movie it felt like three and a half hours to me um it's two hours and twenty minutes um mm. even that's felt short to me um but it, it crams so much in there I, I think I made the comment last night as we were talking about the movie after um after it ended that like I feel like they crammed worth a whole like mini series worth of, like an eight hour mini series worth of stuff in here. Mm. Um, uh, and it, and it, it, but that's, it, that's another thing just to sort of jump on this. Yeah. Um, like you say that it crammed so much into this movie. And we talked about that with the jokes and the themes and everything. And like on the surface, that sounds like it's a pejorative statement. Like, oh, they cramp so much in. But it's really not. It's really more testament to what they've done. Because they've crammed so much in, but it doesn't feel rushed. Mm -hmm. Or nothing really feels out of place. It all sort of works. So I'm not exactly sure how they did that. Uh, no, it's it, and I think it's just it's because the the tone, the humor of the movie. It doesn't ever feel like it's dragging. Like I'm, I was sitting there looking at my watch, just trying to guess how much longer the movie has. But like, it's not because I want the movie to end. It's just because I'm curious how much time has gone by, or or yeah. or things like that. And uh, I'm I'm curious, like how much because because there's moments where I'm sitting there, I'm like, how are they going to resolve all of this in the next like you know twenty minutes? Or like, it feels like the movie kind of has. A, a, a scene where you think it might be the like it might end within the next five minutes and it goes on for like 30 more minutes um uh but, yeah not quite 30 not but quite like, 30 but a get, lot but, the, but there's like, the, it's the whole final act you know yeah they do the final act um but then there is that tiny bit of epilogue uh sort of at the end there with right. uh i guess our main evelyn Right. You know, our main family group, if we want to call it that. Um, but yeah. I, I yeah. Um, but, but there's, uh, there's also so many of these moments, uh, that, that try to convey so much in here. So there's obviously stuff about what it means to be a mother. That's kind mm -hmm. of the, like the big core of what's, what the friction is, the conflict is, mm -hmm. um, uh, between, between Evelyn and Joy. <laughs> there's also what it means to be a daughter in in a lot of ways especially near near the end um and even admitting um your your weakness or your fears or anxiety um even the, the father has a very different role there's also like the whole the added part of of them uh or of women filing a divorce against evelyn 
Um, and and that well, like seeing how that plays out, like there's there's stuff going yeah. on there. I think just broadly, because um, it is about the relationships, you know, the the familial relationships as a whole, and I think at the crux of it um, is like the the communication aspect of it, which yeah. we get at the beginning, like, and the running gag about the well, not eyes. gag. Not the googly eyes, but like the divorce paper, I guess. Oh, yeah. Like, he's trying to tell her. Like, they are communicating, they are talking, but she's not really listening. And she's not listening to her daughter. And she's not listening. So, like, she finally listens and understands to what's going on. And, like, starts communicating with her and talking and stops trying to make her not like her. And well, and like you her. can, you can tell that like Evelyn's not really invested in the relationship at this point and, <clears throat> and Waymond is kind of done. He doesn't really have any more energy to put into it. Like that's kind <clears throat> of their dynamic. And, <clears throat> and, and then kind of the end of this movie, you know, says like, it's, it's, it's worth it to fight. Um, <clears throat> you know, um, like you have to be passionate about enough about something to fight. Yeah. So, well, um, and just one more thing, like, cause we talked about the daughter, and, but the communication and like actually listening to her husband besides the divorce paper, but just listening to what her quote unquote bumbling husband has been trying to tell her and how he sort of somehow gets her out of the the iOS stuff and how he teaches her, like you said, to fight without actually fighting um, is one of those things where, yeah, he's been saying this the whole time. Like she, and it clicks when she talks to Deidre, like, what did, what did he say to her, you? And like, once she starts fighting like him and understanding what he's been trying to get across, that's when the movie resolves because she like figures it out. Uh, and if she'd just been communicating with her husband, you know, all this could be avoided. Sure. Um, yeah. And then the, the other ones I wanted to say is there's, um, uh, there's kind of a lot of, you mentioned earlier, nihilism in this movie of where just nothing matters. Um, that's kind of Joe Butakatsu's whole, uh, or Joe Tupaku, the whole motivation there. Um, but, but it kind of turns it on its head and I thought it, I thought the movie was just going to like have some sort of nihilistic undertone, but it spins it in a positive way by the end. Um, that it's I thought was anti-nihilistic by right. the end of it. Yeah. It, so it was really interesting. Like it explores it, but also like with the tone of this movie, like it didn't really ever feel like it was going to be a nothing matters movie. Uh, but, but yeah, it took, it took a spin and yeah, by the end it kind of takes a stance against nihilism. Um, and then there's, uh, there, there's a literal kill him with kindness um, <laughs> message going on uh, where, where, where Wayne is just like, after he's been stabbed with a shard of glass, he's just begging and pleading, like just be kind. Uh, and then so so instead of doing the typical fighting like we've seen, then Evelyn gets really creative as she's going to save uh, uh, to save Joy from going into the bagel. Um, you know, in, in the finale. That was that was one of the laughs that um, that we I guess didn't touch on as far as the running gags is the um, oh the the guy with the mustache. Who has the um, the submission um, king? Oh yeah, yeah. So well, he, has the, the, he has the, the sex room behind his office. Yeah, at the at the end when she's doing the kill with kindness <laughs> fighting, and she like makes a ball gag, the ball gag in, in his mouth and spanks him. And he's like, oh, and and with the and with the other with the other hibachi chef. You know, she like just takes his hair and starts pulling it like like in raccoon cooey. <laughs> oh um, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, there's also the the other one that I, the, which is also uh, th- this is in what we, the aforementioned alleyway scene that we both really loved. Um, I, I just wrote on taxes and laundry, like because it. Mm. It really got me vibes of. Uh, do you remember? Have you watched Rick and Morty? Yes. Some of it. It really reminded me of that first interdimensional cable episode they do, 
because they're looking at all these multiverses and um and and Beth is looking at what her life could be like if she never married Jerry and she's like some six famous successful horse surgeon and Jerry even had like a pretty you know l- like a life that he you would seemingly enjoy on the surface but at the yeah. end of at the end of that um that of them watching in, in virtual reality of their other multiverse selves mm-hmm. um they still wind up yearning for one another and coming back to them and i thought this was like a very similar yeah. type of setup Cause, where yeah cuz they foreshadowed it um like everything in this movie expertly because like the second um she sees him at like the premiere uh it's like one of those you know stand out in the crowd type mm-hmm. moments like and it's so it's clear like they may not be married here but like there's, the there's a long there's a longing and a yearning yeah. for each other yeah the mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then the, and it, it, and the scene happens like at the peak of when she's giving into the bagel. So the nihilism, mm-hmm. um, there's, there's that scene happens at the peak. And so when they're in there, when the alley, um, it's not a pleasant conversation and, mm-hmm. and Wayman does not like who Evelyn is at all. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, in another universe, like, cause she mentions like just being so unsatisfied with where they are, mm-hmm. you're doing, if I would have moved with you, we would have had, we would have been broke in some laundromat, um, you know, trying to, to, trying to do taxes, um, mm. uh, correctly. And, and, and he just makes this line that just says like, in another universe, I would have happily, or I would have loved to do taxes and laundry with you. And it's just like, what a, what a really great moment. And, mm. uh, and kind of just shows that like the most important part of life is, is who you do it with, not necessarily what you do. And, um, yeah, I, I, I adore I adore that interaction. Um, yeah. uh, should we? Is it performance time? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really have much to add. It's just uh, everybody is doing a stellar job at what they need to do. It's just like when there's also funny moment. To, totally forgot to mention, but um, maybe the biggest laugh out of me was when Jenny Slate was uh, was fighting by like throwing the dog around. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And it's and, very and that, like, cuts the leash and it just like spirals over a bunch of cubicles. <laughs> and you know, I it's another um sort of like the um the sensor bars where less is more. Yeah. Like the fact that it's obviously like a stuffed dog makes it all you know, obviously animal it's not going to be real. Everybody you instinctually know that. But the fact that you can tell it's just a stuffed dog makes it funnier and better for me. Um I guess the yeah, one But we can go to performances. It's just everybody is doing great. It's just the the I loved seeing Jamie Lee Curtis in this role. Yeah. And um I, I love say... the return of data. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's, I guess, yeah, and you asked him if he'd done something. Not really. In, like, 20 years, he did some stuff in the 80s, did some, like, a thing in the early 2000s, and then it looks like he hasn't done much since. I suspect that's going um, to change. One of the things I did want to get your opinion on, because we had talked about how he looks like Jackie Chan Mm -hmm. a little bit. He's grown to look a little like Jackie Chan, but he still sounds like 13-year-old, you know, Goonies era data somehow. Um, Jackie Chan was apparently... In Michelle's Michelle Yeoh's road, but gender swap, but they gender swapped her. Hmm. So, um, and I think she's really good because, like, we do get um, badass Michelle Yeoh, but we Wait, also he ca- get he was cast for this movie. They wanted Jack. Uh, let me hold on. Okay, so they wanted Jackie Chan, but they got Michelle Yeoh. No, hold on. I don't want to. So, but. I just think, as with just with the Michelle Yeoh, um, uh, with the Michelle Yeoh character, I think she does get rightfully a lot of credit um, for. Um, the main actor was originally playing for Jackie Chan in this movie, but the director's gender swapped to the role of Michelle Yeoh. Is is what it says. Um, 
So, and I think that's a really clever um, swap because I can totally see Jackie Chan in this movie. But I like having it be Michelle Yeoh because, like I said, she gets to do some emotional work here. And then just having we get, you know, one of our favorite 80s actors back, and it's fantastic. So, but um, we got a little, I apologize, we got a little off track. Unless you had any other comments about that particular. Um, no, no, I think that's really cool. Um, uh, uh, and, and I think Michelle Yeoh was fantastic in the role. Like I said, I think everybody uh, was really great in, in their perspective roles. Um, yeah, it's just more, it was just more so the ones I wanted to see the most. Um, I like yeah. the quirkiness because, because you're right. Um, Wayman feels very much like, like a, like a grown up version of short round or, or data. Mm. Um, and, uh, um, and the Jamie Lee Curtis was just like, she was so, she was having so much fun in this and it was really fun to see her be, you know, the flip side of the Halloween. She was more like the Michael Myers kind. And, you know, she, you could tell she's just committing to the role because there's the scenes where she has to play the, the mean IRS lady that's <laughs> maybe racist. Um, and, uh, like not outwardly, but they say that she's attacking all the Asian people on the block. Well, um, and there is some subtlety at play there, right. just sort of in those conversations. So once that's in your brain, you can sort of pick up on that a bit. But, but she she gets that role, and then she gets the one where, like, she first transforms from herself to the pro wrestler, and you can tell, like, all of a sudden, like, she just transforms the way she looks. I mean, obviously, some of that's done with practical effects or with um, digital effects or whatever, you know, and then but she just like her whole persona changes and she's she's you could tell she's just a hundred percent into this movie and that makes me a hundred percent into the movie. Yeah. Uh ever she's the one that maybe in it's not extended, but maybe in brief moments or brief maybe a couple of the vignettes didn't a hundred percent work for me. I can't quite put my finger on it. But when it comes to it, it just didn't work fully for me, but that I'm nitpicking. And, um, I think, um, the actress who plays joy is also, she's got a lot to do. If not more than anybody else, just given her, as far as her personalities, just given her character, um, well, maybe she's got less because she's all into the nothingness. But, like, there's an eccentricity to her that I think she pulled off really well. And mm-hmm. she's mostly, I guess, TV actor on TV and stuff like that. But I think she, like, the the family, we've been talking a lot about Michelle Yeoh. Mm-hmm. And the parental aspect of this family. But the family dynamic really doesn't work unless she's doing really great work. So I think that performance, um, like, that's just fantastic. And I just wanted to make sure it got pointed out because all the family work doesn't work if she's not also good. That's true. That's true, for sure. Um, yeah, uh, the, I think the only other thing I have to add is that like, I love the marketing for this movie. Um, like seeing all the stuff in, in retroactive, like my favorite thing is that if you go to log this movie on letterboxd instead of the typical eye and watch it's a googly eye. And like, that's genius. Like that's brilliant. Yeah. And that, uh, yeah. Great running gag. Love that. That's becoming the thing. Best moment of the rocks brings it back for the third eye in the final fight scene when it's killing him with kindness for the third eye circle. Uh, and like the marketing, um, just to go back to the like, they know how important it is to not have anybody, um, under the not have anybody know anything about this movie. Um, apparently the first. Um, synopsis of this movie was a woman tries to do her taxes, and I love that. That's, that's all. That, that's all anybody knows going into this movie. That's fantastic to me. So, um, like you said, they're doing enough without doing much, and that's the best kind of marketing. So, yeah, I agree for sure. 
Um, yeah, I don't have any other thing to say. Um, I just, I loved it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, I would be really surprised if this was not in my, like, if this was not my favorite movie of the year by the end of the year. And honestly, I would be surprised if this isn't in my top 30 at the, of all time at the, well, and I, I, I want to give it some time. I want to give it some time, make sure this isn't recency bias. I want to see it once or twice more before I yeah, get there. Yeah, I think this is going to, um, I think this is only going to grow. Like I said, it's, it's a movie that's going to grow sort of as you see it more because there's so much happening, you know, picking on the, up on certain things you may not have picked up the first time around. It's one of the movies that I think is going to reward rewatches, um, which I think are the best because they just make you want to rewatch it. And the other thing, as far as, you know, your top movies, I I know it's early for this, um, but I'm hopeful with some of the other successes that we've seen, Coda winning Best Picture, that was an early year thing. Uh, mm-hmm. We've seen Get Out, Get Some Love. I mean, Coda, Coda was like uh, early August, I think. Okay. I'm really hoping... Like with a more diverse academy and stuff like that, I can't see ten more movies coming out that are going to be better than this. No. Or like we've said, we praise the technical stuff. This is tech, a technical marvel. Like some, I'm just hoping. Like once we get to end of the year, not only less but awards that people don't forget the hype. Um, as we get to the end of the year and they're flooding um, with movies and everything's coming. Look here, look here, look here. I really hope it doesn't get buried because it doesn't deserve to be. It deserves to be towards the top of those movies. Yeah, I would not be mad if this won Best Picture in the slightest. Um, I for sure hope it gets a nomination. Partly, if, if selfishly, if just because I want this to be one of the 10 films that we watch at Sposkers next week, because I imagine a room full of people watching this movie. Um, yeah, I I can't wait to see it again. I'm hoping to take my wife soon. Um, I, I would not be surprised if I wound up seeing this three times in the theater, um, especially if it actually comes to the theater right next to me. Um, I just, yeah, I, I adore it. I'm so happy. Um and I, yeah. like I said, I would not be surprised if this is within my top 30. Uh, yeah, and that's time. just one of those things. It's a happy movie. Like, every, like even if, like, you're not laughing, like you said, you were laughing throughout. Like, I was chuckling, but, like, even more than that, like, I had a smile on my face the entire time. Like, yeah. This is just one of those movies that I think puts people in their happy place. Sure. Well, that'll do it. Um, uh, everything everywhere all at once. Um, hopefully, I, Here's what I love. We just talked for an hour and had like maybe one negative comment to say. Um, and, yeah. and, and it was, it works 90% of the time, but not, yeah. not a hundred percent. Like that was it. So like, yeah. I love, I love this. And, uh, uh, it's going to be really fascinating. Yeah. It's like I said, it's one that rewards rewatching. So it might be one of those things. Like the more I watch it, the more it works, or the less I care. Like, it's just what I was saying. Like, I've got a few nitpicks. That's it. Well, That's and it. I was, That's really all it is. And I was really yeah. wondering, like, I was thinking just now, like, maybe I don't want to take Abby because as soon as they're going to bring up something, I'm going to laugh knowing what comes later. But it's like, but all the stuff that they do at the beginning is, like, worthy mm. of laughing. Like, mm. you, I would die when she starts talking about Raccoon Cooey again. But it's like, that's a funny scene. So yeah. I don't need to laugh because something else happens. Yeah. This would be a fun one to watch with somebody, but I don't know. I feel like I'd just be doing that thing where you're looking over, like watching their face. What are you looking at me for? Because it's funny. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, I'm looking forward over the next year to just rediscovering all the little Easter eggs and moments they planted early for us. So, yeah. All right, um, Jake. Uh, if people want to continue the conversation, or anything, where do you want to send them? Uh, you can find me on Twitter 
at geek underscore bourgeois, B-O-U-R-G-E-O-I-S. Easiest way to find it. Maybe, you know, go to the Sif Pop Twitter account. They follow all the writers, so I am there. So, yeah. Very nice. As always, uh, at Schweik Castle on everything for me. Uh, we're coming back for another review. Um, I'll have Alice uh, and Nash, whoever wants to join me out of those two for... Um, um, or they're both invited um, for Fantastic Beasts three um, coming out this later this week. Um, so I'll have them on for a review like that. And then uh, Patreon exclusive is the new uh, Nicholas Cage, um, the unbearable weight of massive talent um, is is going to be a Patreon exclusive this month. So there's your plug for if you're interested in signing up, um, you only get access to it over on Patreon. Um, thanks so much for talking, Jake. Really appreciate it. Um, uh, yeah. I hope that whoever's listening also enjoyed it. But yeah, um, we'll have you on sometime soon again. You know, and uh, yeah, uh, looking forward to it. Always enjoy yeah. it. Thanks, for, thanks for the invite. It was one of those things where I'm like, oh, I'd love to talk about this more. But I'm like, if he doesn't want to do a podcast, that's fine. And then as we're leaving here. Hey, you want to do a pot? Yes, yes. I would love to talk about this for another hour. Please. Thank you. So, um, really yeah, it. for sure. Um, yep. Uh, it was one of those as soon as we left the theater. So I'm like, all right, Jake and I are going to record. <laughs> so, um, All right. Well, we'll see you later.